welcome to the Ghost Gal Podcast, a podcast dedicated to paranormal investigations and histories. I'm your Ghost Gal, Liz Kowal. Today's episode is about some of the equipment used during paranormal investigations. Okay, so let's start with the K2 meter, otherwise known as an EMF meter. The cost is typically around $60. It's a handheld device that detects spikes in electromagnetic energy. It has five LED lights, which are indicators for the level of EMFs. The sensor for the meter is located on the back of the device, so when you're using it, you want to make sure that you're holding the device upright rather than laying it flat on a table. You want to make sure if you have your cell phone with you that you turn off your phone or put it into airplane mode as that can cause interference. I use the K2 meter for asking yes and no questions. I do this by establishing guidelines, two dots for no, three for yes. If during a session, we're getting intelligent responses and the meter is going crazy, all the lights are fluctuating, we will ask spirit, can you step back so that we can reestablish our baseline? And if the activity or the fluctuations stop on the meter, then we know we can continue to communicate with spirit. One thing to keep in mind during your EVP sessions, no matter what equipment you're using, is you want to be respectful and polite. Remember that these spirits were people at one point. You wouldn't walk into a room and start demanding that someone speak with you or barking orders at them. Respect goes a long way. Next up is the laser grid pen. The cost is typically around $10. It's essentially a laser pointer that has a grid rather than a single dot. It has an on-off button that you would need to hold down or you can buy a rubber silicone ring to slide over that to keep that depressed for you. I use a tripod that has a laser mount on it. So you slide the pen into there and that stabilizes your pen and also holds down that button for you. When using the laser grid, you're usually gonna point it at a wall or the ceiling or just into a dark area. So anything that passes in front of that laser will cause a break in the grid and you would see a shadow appear. One thing to note is different manufacturers have stated that for every 10 minutes of use, you need to allow three to five minutes of a cooldown time, and others state that you can use it continuously for 30 minutes with no cooldown time required. So you just want to check with the manufacturer of your pen. It's important to understand the manufacturer's recommendations for use because as the grid is fading, you can assume that you're collecting evidence. The spirit box is a small modified radio that scans through FM and AM bands along with white noise. White noise is where spirits are believed to be able to communicate. On the spirit box, you can scan forward and backwards through the frequencies and you can change the sweeping speed. I'm gonna play that for you here just so you can hear the varying speeds. But just a heads up, if you're listening on headphones, you may wanna turn it down a little bit because this is quite loud. You also will need to have um, an external speaker. I have a small round speaker 
that plugs right into the headphone jack. When using the spirit box, I typically ask questions that will pertain to something in the room until I can figure out if I'm getting intelligent responses, such as saying, can you tell me my name? Can you tell me the person whose name is sitting next to me? What color shirt am I wearing? What's the year? Um, things like that. An investigator that I was working with said that he always has a code word that's not typically heard on the radio. Some of the EVPs that I've caught with the spirit box would be the what's your name that you may have heard in the intro episode. If not, go back and listen to that. And also at the Orson Star House in Royal Oak, um, there's a Mr. Langley that we communicate with there quite often. And his name came through on the spirit box as well. The next piece of equipment is a flashlight. I bought a small inexpensive flashlight. I carry this one to see because most locations you are in the dark. They either don't have electricity or we generally turn off the power just so we don't have any interference with our equipment from the electricity. The flashlight can also be used for communicating with spirits. For communicating, we will set the flashlight up, turn it on, and just twist the end cap off just slightly so that it turns off. The theory is that the spirits can communicate by tapping on the light and turning it off and on. And we use this for yes and no questions, or we will say, you know, if someone is here that would like to communicate with us, can you turn the light on? And we'll go from there. When investigating, another useful tool are trigger objects. Trigger objects are objects that are familiar to an entity, and these are used to encourage interactions and responses. Depending on the location that you're investigating, your trigger objects will change. Some investigators will bring items like candy, a book, piece of clothing. I use a toy car. My friend and fellow investigator, Kenzie Giller, we have an interest in communicating with child spirits. Kenzie has worked in a daycare all her life, and I have four children, so we feel that these entities are naturally drawn to us. On investigations, I also carry a digital voice recorder. I usually will leave this running while we're doing any type of session so that you can go back later and listen for any evidence that you may have not been able to hear just with your ears alone. We use the voice recorder to capture EVPs. There's different classes of EVPs. There's a class A EVP, which is easily understood. The class B EVP is the most common. It's a little bit more distant sounding and there's also a class C, which is the hardest to understand. You may wonder why you don't just use your cell phone instead of your digital voice recorder. You can, you can use your every, almost all cell phones have the capability of recording, but you have to remember that your cell phone may cause interference with your other equipment, which is why I use a digital voice recorder instead of my cell phone. And lastly, I always keep extra batteries in my kit. It's often asked why you have so many batteries all of the equipment we use requires batteries. It's also believed that spirits manipulate energy to communicate and they often drain energy from sources. This is my kit as it stands now, but I do have a few items on my wish list. The first one is a geo box or geo portal. It's, those cost around $600. It's similar to a spirit box, but there is no white noise. Um, it scans radio and converts that and electromagnetic and vibrational waves into audio. So it's more of a reverb sound rather than that static white noise. 
The number one item on my wish list is a Boo Buddy, and those are about $250. The Boo Buddy can be used as a trigger object. It works as an EMF meter, a motion detector, and a temperature gauge. The Boo Buddy will also ask EVP questions, so you would want to have a camcorder pointed at this so that you can get those responses as well. As you can imagine, there's tons of equipment out there. This is just a small list and how I use the equipment. In the upcoming months, I have tons of events and investigations planned, which I'll be sharing with you on this podcast. Next weekend, I will be at Haunted Heights Paracon in Houghton Lake, so I'll be doing some recording there. I also have some investigations planned, including a private residence, um, the USS Edson, the Orson Star House in Royal Oak, as well as the Royal Oak Historical Museum, the Old Mill in Dundee, and possibly the Prospect Mansion in Ohio. I hope to hear from you. If you'd like to share your paranormal experience with me, please email me at ghostgalepodcast at gmail.com. Also remember to follow me on social media at ghostgalepodcast. Thanks for listening. I'm your ghost gal, Liz Kowal. You're dead to me.